0: to the second episode of the F1 Review. Uh, This week we'll be talking about the first week of pre-season testing for three days that uh, teams have had running at uh, Barcelona this year before the uh, season uh, begins. It's been a very interesting week, we've learnt a lot of stuff. Uh, Teams have revealed liveries, they've been... uh, you know, uh, developments in terms of steering systems and uh, all sorts of things that have gone on, which uh, I will be talking about, uh, yeah, today in this episode. So first, I'll be going over the uh, three teams to have revealed, fully revealed, their cars this season. Uh, that is Racing Point, Alfa Romeo and Renault. First we go uh, Racing Point, who, uh, I've got to say, their livery is, a, is very nice. It's very clean, very pink. Um, there's not too much going on in terms of, you know, the design itself. But I think it looks, I think it looks alright. The big BWT logo down the side of the of the side pod is a bit, I don't know what to say. It's not the best place or not the best design. But uh, you know, overall it looks okay. They've uh, kept their driver lineup this year of Sergio Perez and uh, Lance Stroll. Um, And I think this is going to be very, very, very interesting as to what uh, Racing Point can do this season. Obviously, uh, over the winter, we've heard that uh, Lawrence Stroll has uh, bought out a large share in uh, the Aston Martin group. um, And, and next season, they'll obviously be re- re- rebranded to Aston Martin Racing, so I'm very interested to see what they can do next year, especially with Aston Martin's uh, partnership with Mercedes, with their road cars, so there's already a very good connection between Aston Martin and Mercedes. So now they hopefully they're going to bring that into Formula 1 and we can see Racing Point move up the field maybe a little bit. Next to reveal their car was Alfa Romeo, who have uh, retained their driver lineup of Kimi Räikkönen and Antonio Giovinazzi. Uh, and i got to say, The car looks very nice. It's uh, it's a very nice livery. I must say I do like this livery. It's uh, very different to the uh, Valentine's Day livery that was uh, shown when they did a little bit of a shakedown uh, in Italy last Friday. Uh, But, you know, uh, I don't think anybody was expecting that livery to be the same as this one. I think, yeah, it looks very, very clean and... I think it's probably, you know, one of my favorite liveries on the grid this season to be honest. It's it's that good. It's got the the Alfa Romeo logo obviously on the back there and it's uh, it's it's very very good. And now the last team to have revealed their car fully this season was uh Renault and uh it black it's just black, the entire car is black, there's, I mean, there's nothing else I can really say, the numbers are yellow, but apart from that, the car is fully, entirely black, and I've got to say, I don't like it, I I, I really do not like it, I thought, I enjoyed, you know, the black and yellow sort of mix that they had over the past couple of seasons, and this just doesn't, it doesn't work, I personally don't, I just don't like the look of the delivery. The car itself, I mean, it's got a very weird, sort of, more old-fashioned, rounder nose, sort of, cone section. And it's very, you know, you look at that and it's, it doesn't, it looks very weird, but, you know, if that's where they think they're going to get the most amount of performance out of the car, that's that's what they're going to put on it. In terms of what they did, uh, last season, uh, they finished 5th uh, uh, behind McLaren. They were actually 54 points behind McLaren, so they're definitely not going to want to uh, be that far behind again this season. But uh, they're definitely going to improve, and uh, one of the things they're going to hope to they're going to be able to do that is uh, they've brought in Esteban Ocon this year to partner Daniel Ricciardo. And that's... I think it's going to be a very strong driver pairing. I think uh, uh, Ocon is very talented. And we all know how good Daniel Ricciardo is. So I'm very, very interested to see uh, yeah, how well uh, this pairing and the team does this season when we get to Australia. So now we're actually going to get into the uh, the main bit of the podcast where we actually go over the testing, testing days. Uh, firstly, with day one. Uh... You know, I think going into this, people are expecting Mercedes to be fast, Red Bull to be fast, uh, Ferrari to be fast. I think people were interested to see how well Williams were going to do this season. Uh, just seeing how much they can improve from what they did last year. Um, and yeah, it was standard what you'd expect. You want to see from testing, you want to see people, you know, trying out new developments that they've uh, researched over the over the winter and seeing if they can make it work. So in terms of classifications, uh, we got Lewis Hamilton in 1st and Valtteri Bottas in 2nd. They completed about 160-170 laps for the team altogether. And we got Sergio Perez in 3rd for Racing Point, who set a 58 laps. We then got Max Verstappen in 4th, setting a mind-boggling 168 laps, which is just insane. And we got Daniel Kvyat in 5th. Setting, uh, doing 115 laps. Then we've got Carlos Sainz in sixth, doing 161 laps. Another absolutely insane um, lap count there. Then we've got uh, Daniel Ricciardo and Esteban Ocon, who's completed 118 laps between each other. Then we've got George Russell in ninth for Williams, setting 73 laps. Then we've got Lance Stroll for the Racing Point, uh, setting 50 laps. Then we've got Charles Leclerc for Ferrari, setting, once again, an absolutely mad 131 laps. And we've got Nicholas Latifi for Williams, setting 63 laps. We've got Robert Kubica for Alfa Romeo, setting 59. We've got Kevin Magnussen for Haas, setting a one, uh, 104 laps. And then we've got Antonio Giovinazzi for Alfa Romeo, doing 78. In terms of anything that surprised me personally i think it was george russell whose uh, 118.1 lap time fastest lap time was actually 9 tenths faster than his qualifying lap last season and it was also on a harder set of tires which is just in, it's crazy how fast or how much of an improvement that williams they've made to that williams this season over the winter cuz I mean, there's no other way of saying it. That Williams was the slowest car last season. I don't think anybody would deny that, even Williams themselves. But this season, I think they're in a good shout to, uh, you know, get more points, get a few more points than they were doing last season because it's just crazy how they've gone that much faster on a harder, or so so-called slower set of tyres. In terms of any other sort of crashes or anything there weren't that much that happened on day one there was a Verstappen who uh had a couple of spins in the afternoon as well as a uh, Kevin Magnussen who uh went off at turn nine but uh none of them crashed like you know into the wall there wasn't much you know there wasn't much action that happened apart from you know the people just lapping and sitting very you know a lot of laps uh, in terms of the fastest lap time that was set on day one it was uh, Lewis Hamilton for Mercedes with a one sixteen point nine and that is it's very interesting or oh, that's well not very interesting but uh Um it's anything anybody was expecting uh you know it to be anything other than that, Mercedes were expected to be the top in terms of comparing it to the 2019 uh, qualifying uh Hamilton set a, a 116 uh, dead and Valtteri who's had actually had pole position that race had a, a 115.4 so that's a bit bit slower on day 1 than um what they had on qualifying last season but uh you know uh it's day 1 we're not expecting anything too big or you know anything Lap records to be set or lap records to be broken. This, this early on in the test, so it's pretty, what you expect, really. So next on day two, uh, more of the same, really. Uh, there was actually a red flag this time, uh, caused by Kimi Räikkönen, uh, with a uh, 15 minutes left to go before the, uh, before the the session was over. Uh, and that actually meant that he topped the timing sheets that uh that day so uh in terms of that we got Kimi Raikkonen in uh, first he did 134 laps for Alfa Romeo then we got Sergio Perez for Racing Point who set 145 laps then we got Daniel Ricciardo for Renault setting 41 laps uh, Albon for Red Bull setting 134 laps. we've got Gasly for Alfa Torre, setting 147 laps. Vettel for Ferrari, setting 73. Russell for Williams, setting 116. Charles Leclerc for Ferrari, setting 49. Lewis Hamilton for Mercedes, setting 106. Lando Norris for McLaren, setting 137. Grosjean for Haas, setting a Crazy 158 laps. Then we've got Ocon for Renault sitting uh, 52 laps. And Valtteri Bottas for Mercedes sitting 77. Like I said, Kimi Raikkonen uh, did top the timing sheets on day two with a 117 dead. Which is pretty sure almost a second slower than what... Oh no, it's about two tenths slower than what uh, Hamilton did on the uh, day one. But, uh, you know... It's what you expect. You don't expect much from testing. Um, you know, we saw last season. Ferrari were dominating the time sheets last season in testing. But then they got to Australia and Mercedes had five consecutive one twos. It just goes to show you that testing doesn't show the whole story of what's happening. And what's going to happen in, uh, in the season. In terms of... Uh, you know, incidents and stuff like that, which happened. Uh, Roman uh who finished P11 in terms of times, he had a bit of trouble with uh, some temperatures, which, you know, led to a couple of, uh, you know, lock-ups and stuff. But that didn't stop him from having the highest lap count, which I said before, which is 158 laps, which is crazy. However, he did have another off later in the day, uh, damaging the rear wing after hitting the barriers. Which is, uh, you know, classic Grosjean. I think we can say spinning. It's, uh, you know, it's a bit... It's what you expect, really, from Grosjean. To crash and spin, it's sort of what he does. Another thing that was introduced in, uh, day to a desk testing was mercedes strange uh, intriguing new das device that's das which stands for dual uh, axis steering which is uh, uh, a movable steering wheel sort of in and out from the sort of main chassis of the car which adjusts the toe angle of the wheels uh, so, as you go down a straight, you can pull the wheel out from the car. Well, not fully, but you sort of pull it out a bit. And the front wheels uh, tow in, I believe, a little bit, which uh, uh, improves drag. So, they get less drag, so which means they can go faster down the straights. And then when they get to the, the corners, they can push it back in again, meaning they get better handling when it comes to, you know, the corners. Um, there has been a lot of debate as to whether or not this... Device has been is legal. However, it has been deemed legal by the FIA, but it will be banned in 2021. I don't I don't like that. I don't like the fact that they are allowing it this year, but they're banning it next year. I think there's been a there's been a loophole in the rules uh, that they've exploited. So it should be either kept legal and everybody else has to develop their own systems or it should just be banned outright from day one it shouldn't be this okay we're going to allow it but we're not going to allow it 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 doesn't make sense to me i think it should just be either allow it all the time or don't allow it so finally on a day three of testing uh more of the same really uh going over the times of Valtteri Bottas uh, did 65 laps. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, second, did uh, 73 laps. Esteban Ocon, 76. Uh, Stroll, did uh, 116 laps. Daniel Kofiat, for Alfa did 62 laps. Antonio Giovannazzi for Alfa Romeo, did 152 laps, which is the highest lap count uh, of that day. Daniel Ricciardo, Set 93 laps for Stappen for Red Bull, set 86. Gasly set 59 laps. Uh, Albon for Red Bull, set 83. Sainz for McLaren, set 76. Grosjean for Haas, set 48. Vettel for Ferrari, set uh, bang on 100. Norris for McLaren, did 49. Uh, Nicholas Latifi for Williams, set 72. And Magnussen, set 4. Right. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, um, with the Mercedes obviously DAS system was still you know the headline of uh, of the day three of testing, um, but uh, with that system enabled, Bottas was able to set the fastest lap time of uh, pre uh, preseason so far of a one fifteen point seven, which is uh, very very good. It's a uh, Well, I say that it's about, um, let's have a look here, about three tenths off of uh, his uh, qualifying time. And that will sit on C5 tyres, which is uh, the fastest tyre, the grippiest, the softest tyre available to the teams uh, this year. Like I said... Antonio Giovinazzi set 152 laps, which was the highest amount of uh, laps that uh, anyone set that day. It's, uh, you know, it's good, especially uh, for Williams, who've uh, set consistently, you know, I'm pretty sure they set consistently above 50 laps a day, which compared to last season, where I don't think they were here for test one for like half of it. It's very good that they're here and they're setting lots of laps. It shows that, you know... They're ready, the car is reliable, they can't go the distance. It's just a case of whether or not it's fast enough to compete with everybody else. Very early on in the day, uh, Kevin Magnussen suffered a puncture and uh, went into the barrier at turn 8 after he set his four laps, which is, uh, you know, well done. Then, uh, obviously, they got the car back, rebuilt it, and put uh, Grosjean out for the uh, rest of the uh, day. And uh, he set a total of 48 laps. So, you know, for Haas, it's not been the best first test for them. They've had two offs, two sort of incidents where they've had to replace bits. Obviously, Grosjean's wing came off in uh, test day one, I believe. And, uh, obviously, Magnussen now with that puncher. So, hopefully, they're going to get that back. Or get better on uh, for test two, but yeah, it's uh it's been a very interesting week, uh, especially that DAS system on the Mercedes. That I think has to be probably the biggest bit of news that we've seen uh, this week, because I don't think it, it's 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 a new bit of technology, so it's very interesting. People are gonna you know, look into it, they're gonna to wanna to know whether it's legal or not, which it deemed they deemed it has been. Um But yeah, it's it's really what you'd expect from testing, you know, people who have people who you don't expect to be up there are up there, people who you expect to be up there are down at the bottom, but you know, you you don't testing is testing, so people are test they're you know, they're trying on new things, whether or not you know next week we're going to see you know other teams drop to the back of the, the timing sheets we're going to see other teams jump up to the top i don't know but it's just a case of you know this is people trying out you know the cars they've developed over the year and it's it's what you'd expect really it's yeah i think that'll do it for uh, this episode of uh, the F1 review uh, next week we will be going over a, a week two of testing. The next three days of testing. Um, it's you know I I am not an expert on this, but you know it's testing's you don't testing gives you some of the picture. It doesn't give you the full picture. Some teams like you know Mercedes could be going flat out racing or they could be you know sandbagging racing point who got you know consistently sort of up there could be you know going flat out or they could be you know the fastest team on the grid we don't know and other teams like Ferrari they could be that slow because they haven't really been up near the top they've been sort of mid to bottom they could be that slow or they're you know running you know overweight Anything like that. we don't know we just don't know. Testing gives us a bit of a picture. We have to wait until we get to Australia. A practice one in Australia gives us that gives us the full picture of where people are in the standings and where teams are and what we expect them to be. We expect them to be over the course of the season. It's you know I'm interested because I'm I think. Week two normally gives us a better picture because people are more likely to, you know, do, you know, race runs and qualifying runs and all that sort of stuff and, I don't know, maybe remove some of the sandbags and maybe reveal a bit more of their true pace. But, you know, it's what you'd expect really from testing, you know, people going quick that you wouldn't expect to be going quick, people going slow that you wouldn't expect to be going slow. But yeah, that's that. If you want to check us out on social media, we have a uh, we have a Twitter uh, that's at the F One Review One. That's at the F One Review One. We also have a website that's uh, anchor.fm forward slash the F One Review. Anchor.fm forward slash the F One Review. Um, like I said, next week we'll be going over the uh, uh, week two of pre season testing. And I think maybe the week after that we'll be doing a sort of a uh, predictions for what's gonna happen over the uh, the twenty twenty season. But uh, yeah, I'll uh, see every I'll see you all uh, next week. Bye bye.